Hello, friends, kingdom builders, kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to the ministry of Apostle Kenneth Fletcher and the Mind of Conception podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast to help us connect with the body of Christ and contribute to the growth and success of the kingdom of God. So let's join the teaching of the word right now. In truth, the only way that God is accepting our worship is that we worship him with those elements of spirit and truth, right? You have to have that balance. You have to have the spirit and you have to have the word. Word, spirit, word, truth, spirit, truth, right? So when you have all of those working together, then you have the foundation of what God, how God really wants to operate. Because folks, listen here. None of us know God outside of the word of God that has been revealed to us. Right. God sent his word and he healed us. He sent his word to reveal who he was. In fact, Jesus himself is called the living word of God. Right. Many of you know the scripture. You just want to write it down because I'm a, a lot of times I get to talking. I'll just start quoting things. And I think people I, sometimes I just think everybody knows what I'm talking about. But uh, you have to write it down and go back and read it and look at it later. Right. But John St. John chapter number one, verse number one, it says in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the Word. Come on now. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, right? All things was recreated by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. So everything was made by the Word of God. So that's John 1 and 1, but you look at Genesis 1 and 1, it says, In the beginning God created. Okay? Let me slow myself down. <laughs> Hallelujah. So in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, right? Genesis 1 and 1. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, right? The Word and God cannot be separated, right? God's Word and His character, His nature are one. But now when you get, you say, well, that sounds good, preacher, I understand that. But now when you start getting into the New Testament or in the New Covenant, if you will, we've come to find out in that same John, the first chapter of John, we'll come to find out in John 1 and 14, that the word became flesh and it dwelt among us and we beheld the glory as of the only begotten of the father come on full of grace and truth so the word that was in the beginning that created all things became flesh so when you're talking about are y'all with me still I'm gonna try not to you know glory to God when you're talking about Jesus operating in the earth, you're talking about the manifested word of God that became flesh, became humanity. Now watch this. Here's the good thing about it. When I'm talking about the day, my subject, if you will, is called the law of the spirit of life, right? And I want you to get this because we've been adding to this. We've been doing this, uh, studying this subject a little bit on the podcast as well, and we're going to keep adding to it because... The understanding that everything that you can see is created by something you can't see. Everything that exists is only sustained and maintained by something that you cannot see with your physical eye. All right. But here's the good part. When we're talking about living in that, you and I have the privilege and the opportunity to live under that law. Okay. so now watch this. That, that privilege and opportunity is given to those 
whosoever will believe. Okay? So in the beginning, God created. Is that right? In the beginning was the Word. The Word became flesh. <laughs> and so everything that Jesus did, he did by the law of his government, if you will. He did by the law of the kingdom, which Paul calls by revelation in Romans 8, 1 and 2, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It is a law. It is something that is set, right? And so when you're talking about understanding spiritual laws, understand just the, 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 the aspect of how laws work, right? We, know, we understand scientific laws, right? Physical laws, the law of gravity. Uh, what is the law of gravity, right? If you put something up in the air uh, and, and, and you let it go, which way is it going? It's going down, right? That's a law. That's a law of gravity. Well, the only way to keep the law of gravity from not working is you have to use a greater law or a different law to supersede the law of gravity. And for an example, we talked about this before, like the law of aerodynamics, right? How an airplane flies in the air. It does not nullify the law of gravity. In other words, it doesn't destroy the law of gravity. The law of gravity is still there. But when you exercise a different law, it causes that airplane to get up off the ground and in some so, sort of, if you will, defy the law of gravity. Now you're saying, what are you talking about? Because I'm trying to show you something about where we are spiritually and where we need to be every single day. This is for church. This is for outside of church. This is for what you do in your job, what you do in your home, what you do in your career, what you do in your family, what you do in ministry, everything. There are laws that God have put in the earth, right? Spiritual laws that if operated will always override or supersede every natural law. Boy, I'm saying something already. Glory to God. So, so again, we talk about aerodynamics, right? So if you operate the law, you have to have a certain amount of thrust, a certain amount of angle for the wings and all. I don't know exactly how it all works, but you have to have a certain amount of power to go forward, right? And as you operate that law, the airplane lifts off the ground and, it, and, and gravity no longer is holding it down. So what happened? You operated a different law that superseded the law of gravity and you begin to fly from here to California, whatever have you, in three hours, right? But what I'm saying is the law of gravity didn't go anywhere. It did not cease to exist. But because you operated in something different, if you will, I'll say in something greater, now you are able to travel at a speed that if the law of gravity had its way, you wouldn't be able to travel at that speed. So what are you saying, brother preacher? I'm just breaking the foundation because God has given you and I something, that a, a law that we can operate in that will not destroy other laws. And we're going to look at that real quickly, but we're not going to get into all of it today. But it will supersede it. You will overcome it. Glory to God. You will, you will uh, rise above it. Somebody say amen today. Y'all with me? We okay here? All right, go with me to the book of Romans. <laughs> Chapter number seven, hallelujah. And uh, verse number 19. And, and we'll go with this because I know we just talked about a lot of things, even in the ministry here. Folks, the child of God is we have we have a, a, a testimony and understanding the reality of we don't have to just be subject to everything that happens in the earth. 
And I, y'all got to just hang with me here. Glory to God. Romans chapter number 7, verse 19. For the good that I would, I do not. Is anybody with me here? But the evil which I would not, that I do. Hmm. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Well, well. Verse 21. I find then a law. Everybody say law. law. That when I would do good, evil is present with me. Mm-hmm. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Everybody say law. Somebody say, don't break the law. <laughs> All right. All right. Praise God. But I see another law. Somebody say law. In my members warring against the law of my mind. Somebody say law. I'm not a broken record. And bring me into captivity to the law of sin. Somebody say law. Which is in my members. Uh, okay, let's pause here for just a second. Do you think that God through Paul by, by the Spirit is trying to get something in our mind? See how many times he said law? Over and over again he talks about a law. A law. A law. A law is something that is set. It is, if you will, a principle. It is set. It is there and it is going, it's not going anywhere. And when it's set there, depending on what you operate in, the law is going to do what it was designed to do. All right. Glory to God. I'm, I'm going somewhere. Let's verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind, I serve the law of God. Come on. But with the flesh, the law of sin. All right. Are y'all still with me? Now, remember what I talked about between gravity and, and, and flying, right? The law of gravity doesn't go anywhere. But that other law overrides it or supersedes it and causes you to lift off the ground. Glory to God. So now Romans 8 verses 1 and 2. Are y'all with me? There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Here's the good news. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Why? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Folks, let me tell you something. The law of sin and death is in the earth. It is in the natural. The curse that Adam allowed to come upon the earth is in the earth. It is here right now. Uh, you have sickness, you have disease, you have poverty, you have uh, murder and killing and hatred and anger and all of those curses are in the earth. But the child of God has the right and the privilege and I would dare say the responsibility to not live under the jurisdiction of that law, but to go up higher and live under the jurisdiction of a greater law, which is called the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, here's the good news. Glory to God. So, I'm, see, this is what people miss. They say, oh, well, you act like you're never going to have no problems. No, I didn't say that. I'm saying that even when problems come, you can operate in another law. Glory to God. They, can't, they don't have to take you down. 
you can stand against them and stand above them and realize that your transformation and change is going to be continual because you're operating in another law. Glory to God. You're not operating, amen, just by the natural laws of this earth. Now, you've got to have faith to believe this now. So, so we got to believe that is this is God saying this. Now, Paul said, with my mind, I serve the law of God. But in my flesh, in my human nature, the law of sin is there. Don't fool yourself. I don't care who we are. The law of sin is still in your nature. Say amen, somebody. Can I preach here just for a moment? Glory to God. Because you better, you, you know, as, the, as some of the, well, maybe not so young because I'm, I'm in the mid-50s now. But we used to say, you know, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? In other words, what am I saying? I'm saying this right here. Don't think, I don't care how much Holy Ghost you got. The law of sin is still in your members. It's still in your physical body. And if you don't continually operate in the spirit, that law of sin will continually try to rise up and have you doing things and operating in things that God never intended you to operate. Folks, let me tell you something. I know that we live in a natural world. But listen, as a child of God, you have the right and the privilege and responsibility to live under the kingdom jurisdiction. What do I mean? I'm saying that Christ can become all in all and he can reign supreme in your everyday life. And when Christ reigns supreme in your everyday life, everything begins to change and go higher and higher into a place of success and victory. Why? Because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is now dictating and managing every step in your life. Can you say amen this morning? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, y'all, uh, I don't know if y'all ready for this or not. Glory to God. But you got to first of all say, listen, I will, I will be a believer that will operate in this law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That is my right. That is my privilege. That is my responsibility. Glory to God. I've been, let's go quickly if you will. I'm going to have to move quick. Go to book, the book of Colossians. Glory to, glory to God. Glory, glory to God. The book of Colossians chapter number one. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And, uh, oh, Lord, have mercy. Verse 12. The book of Colossians, chapter number 1, and verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Right? So we give God thanks because, because of our faith and union with Christ Jesus, He's given us the ability to be a partaker or to take part of, of an inheritance, right? An inheritance that you and I receive as believers. If you are a believer and you believe in Jesus Christ, you have a union with him, we, have a, we take part in an inheritance. So God has an inheritance that is reserved in heaven specifically for every believer. It, it's not a group inheritance. It's an individual specific inheritance that only Cindy can get that is for Cindy. I cannot get Cindy's inheritance. That inheritance has been reserved for her. Cindy cannot get my inheritance. That inheritance is reserved for me, right? But because of my union with Christ, I, I now get that, right? I am an heir of God. I'm, I know I'm saying a lot. Y'all might have to just get the tape and listen to it again. I am an heir of God. You've become an heir of God. Come on now. 
and what? A joint heir with Jesus Christ. So therefore, that tells me that everything that God has for me and what he has for Jesus, I get a part of it. Glory to God. He is the head. I am a part of the body. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive. So whatever the lamb receives, I can receive in my union with him, not apart from him. Outside of him, I do not get this. But with him, I get everything that God promised. Glory to God. And the father loved the son and the father will show him great and mighty works. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So are y'all with me here? Come on, clap your hands and say amen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So you got to make up in your mind. Remember the law in my mind, Paul said, I serve the law of God. You got to make it up in your mind that I'm going to live in the law of God. I'm going to live through God's principles. I don't care how much I got to learn, what I got to unlearn. I got to unlearn some stuff that I have learned in the earth, in the world, but I'm going to learn the laws of God. Not just for church. Come on, somebody. Not just for so I can be a good church member, but know so that I can live victoriously every single day of my life. Come on, say amen. Mm -hmm. Verse 13. Y'all, is it up there? I guess it's up there. It's up there? One, Colossians 1.13? What's it say? Come on, read. Who has did what? Deliverance. Somebody say deliverance. He has done what? Delivered us from what? Keep going. The power of darkness. And what did he do? Conveyed us or translated us where? Into the kingdom of his dear son or the son of his love. Right? What word? Does that new King James? <laughs> okay, so that's fine too. All right, understand what I'm saying. He's translated us. He's delivered us out of darkness. The law of sin and death has no more dominion over you. But unless you stand in the law that you've been brought into, that law is in the earth. The curse is in the earth. Sickness is in the earth. Poverty is in the earth. Anger and murder and all the stuff that goes with darkness, it is in the earth. But the child of God has been conveyed from the darkness into the light. So you don't have to be submitted to what the darkness is doing. Oh, do I have a church here this morning? Glory to God. Now, now listen, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So what I'm trying to help you do is you got to get on this path. You got to start on this road that says, I'm going to live in the law of the spirit of life. Again, it's, it, it comes with a made up mind. Because as long as I stay in the light, the law of sin and death cannot get me. But whenever I step back over into the territory of darkness, here comes sickness, here comes depression, here comes poverty, here comes bitterness, here comes unforgiveness, here comes all this stuff going on. Why? Because I'm back on the enemy's territory. But as long as I stay in the light, glory to God, the darkness cannot ever overcome the light. And yes, he will try to come to tempt you, he will try to come to attack you, he will try to come to bring you down, but you stand in the light and you declare by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against me in judgment shall be condemned. Say amen somebody. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hiya. Glory to God. So you have to make up in your mind though. 
Because this is not a natural thing. This is not human, but a human understanding can't grab hold of this. This is a spiritual thing, but God is a spirit. So I said, I said some things that I'm trying to get to you. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. He's translated us into the kingdom or conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son. This is what he did. Why did he do it? Because we accepted him as Lord and Savior. We received by faith and applied the blood to our situation. The blood of Jesus, right? We were without hope. Aliens from the covenant of promise. We had no hope and without Christ in the world. But once you come into Christ, you have now become part of the family of God. Are y'all still with me? Let's keep reading here in Colossians 1. Then I'll go to something else here. Praise God. This time is going by really fast. Uh, let's see. Verse number 14. Are y'all with me? So, uh, Jacob, just keep uh, getting it because we're going to go all the way down to verse uh, uh, 18 in this Colossians 1. Who had delivered us? Uh, verse 13, verse 14. In whom we have what? Redemption. How? Through his blood. Come on. Even the forgiveness of sins. So, that, okay. Let's keep going. Verse 15. Keep reading. Come on. Who is what? The image of who? Of the invisible God. The firstborn. Keep going. Over all creation. All right. For by him. Okay, slow you down. Slow down. For by who? Him. Him who? Jesus, right? The firstborn. The word that became flesh. The... <laughs> All, for by him were all things created where? That are where? In heaven. Come on. On earth. Come on. Keep reading. Come on. Okay, slow down. Pause for just a second. So there are things that are in the earth that are visible and things that are in this atmosphere that are invisible that you can't even see. Laws that are already operating that always operate, but they are invisible. But the good news is, the one that lives on the inside of us, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is the creator of the stuff that you can't even see. Talking about the law of the spirit of life. It's all in the Bible, folks. All the law of the spirit of life, right? So he is created everything. Visible and invisible. See, when I read this verse, when for the first time the Holy Spirit opened this verse up to me, I, I, I said, I said, wait a minute, God. I did. I said, uh, so you mean there's some things that are created, that you created, that we can't see. But you created them. So I begin to say in my analytical, if you will, mind, I'm like, well, what are some of these things that, you know, why, you know, he said, understand, I, you have angels with you all the time. Glory to God. You have spiritual resources all the time with you. They are with you all the time, but you can't see them. But only the way you can see them is that you have to have a spiritual mind and faith to trust God to begin to speak out what God says concerning what he's given you. And declare that they are there. Not that they're, they're going to show up when you need them. But they are there all the time. Yes. Amen. Amen. Come on, 
You are never alone. Somebody say amen. Let's keep reading. Let me, are we okay, y'all? Are y'all getting some out of this? It's, it's a law, folks. Now, I want to make it as plain as I could at the beginning. It does not mean the other laws go away. The law of sin that's in your members, that law don't go nowhere. It's still there. <laughs> Let, what, try it. Don't pray for about three weeks. Don't pray, don't read your Bible, don't do nothing but for about three weeks. And you will find out that the law of sin is still in your members. You be messing around, you be cracking cold ones, hanging out at the club and everything else, <laughs> hitting a little weed and everything. You're like, wait a minute, what happened? I thought I was saying, yeah, you are. But that law was at work. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing to me right now. See, church folks don't want to deal with this, right? They want to act like, oh, no, no, not me, Reverend. I'm perfect all the time. Okay. Okay. But that law is in your members. Say amen, somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep reading. Where are we at? Verse 16, right? Visible and invisible. Keep reading. Whether they be what? Keep. Thrones. Come on, read. Dominions. Principalities. Powers. Come on. All things were what? Created what? By him. And for him. So the enemy that many people are afraid of is not equal with God. He was created by the word. Now he wasn't created to be the enemy, but his origin still came as a created being. Oh Lord, I'm saying some stuff right here. See, I'm talking about victory now. I'm talking about living in deliverance. I'm not talking about needing deliverance every week, but I'm talking about the one that tries to bind you, whether he uses himself, whether he uses little imps and spirits or whatever. Everything that is in existence, whether you can see it or you can't see it, was created by the one that lives on the inside of you. That's why we can say hallelujah. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Why? Because everything that you can see, everything that you can't see, everything that you can touch, everything that you have to deal with, whether it's visible or invisible, was created by the one that lives on the inside of you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, Lord, see, and until you get a revelation of this, you won't, you won't, it won't really be exciting. You say, man, that sounds good. But when you get a revelation of this, you're like, man, bring it on. Yeah. It don't matter what I go through. Glory to God. Bring it on. It don't matter. I know I got to go through stuff. I know I got to go through trials. I know I got to go through tests. I already know that. But shh, bring it on. How many of you ever read the story or heard the story of, of I think it's 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, I think. Now, y'all don't call me this, but it's Elisha, the prophet, right? And he was prophesying, he was saying stuff, and the king of Assyria just, man, who, who keep telling our secrets to Israel? And so they said, well, no, nobody, there's a prophet down there, Elisha, and he can tell, he's telling the king of Israel the stuff that you say in your bedchamber. He's telling them the secrets that you're saying. They said, well, let's go get him. We're going to go by night. And we're going to surround the city. You know the story. Anyway, they surrounded the city. The servant of the man of God gets up that morning. He goes out. And there's a whole Syrian army surrounding Elite two, a whole army for two people. I'm talking about the law of the spirit of life. Folks, you got to get this. 
a whole army trying to get two people. Glory to God. And then so the servant goes out, Gehazi, and said, oh, my Lord. He's talking about to Elisha, a uh, 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 boss, whatever you want to say. He said, man, he, what are we going to do? And the prophet says, don't be afraid. There's more that be with us than that be with them. That servant said, <laughs> he started counting. Huh? Wait a minute now. And then the prophet said, Lord, open his eyes. And when the Lord opened his eyes to see, he saw the horse, the, 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 what was surrounding them, horses of chariots and fire was surrounding the Syrian army. Now notice what, what the prophet prayed. He didn't say, Lord, send the angels, send the heavenly host. He said, Lord, just let him see what's already there. Oh, I wish I, I, come on, do I have a church here? Come on, come on, Lighthouse. Glory to God. You got to, now listen, some of you, the reason why you're looking at me like this is because of the simple fact that this doesn't happen automatically. You don't get a revelation or understanding of this. You, just like any other law, you have to learn how to operate in the laws, right? Just like when you learn the laws of driving, right? Until you, they actually licensed you, you had to spend some time to learn what a yield sign was, and some folks still don't know, glory to God, but that's another message in itself. What, you know, who has the right of way, glory to God, and whether it's a big truck and how they have to use two, three lanes to turn, and some folks still don't know the law. But anyway, my point is, just, it's the same thing. God is not crazy, people. You've got to learn how to, by the word of God and by walking with him, how to operate in the law of the spirit of life. But first thing first is you've got to make up in your mind that I'm going to do this. I'm not going to be a carnal-minded believer. I'm going to be a spiritual, spiritually-minded believer. Can you say amen this morning? Amen. How many believe in here? Amen. Folks, you got an inheritance, I'm telling you. I, I wish, I, and I've done this in my ministry in the past. But you got to want that inheritance, man. I can't, as, as much as I know you have an inheritance, I can't get it for you. I can tell you about it. I can show you some principles. But you got to go, you got to go for yourself, man. You have to go and get it. But it's yours. All this stuff that I'm saying, this is not, this is not a fairy tale. There are things created that are visible and invisible. You say, well, I can't use the invisible. But what you can understand, if it's in the invisible... Through faith and obedience, you can cause it to, to manifest in the visible. Your provision. You don't have to scrape by every week, right? Come on. I'm not, I'm not talking about nobody. Y'all just, because people say, oh, you just talking about me. No, that's not my mind. Because people do that. I've had people do that. Oh, you just, I'm saying it's yours. But you have to see it. Until you see it, it'll never manifest itself in its life. Right? Some people don't, can't receive the blessing because they just can't see themselves with it. Right. Right. And therefore, it never manifests. But it's already yours. The land is yours. Right. Go in and possess it. Oh, well, they're bigger than us. There are more giants over there. I don't care. I said it is yours. Go in and possess it. Ah, yes. oh, Lord, have mercy. Can I get an amen anywhere in this church? Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's yours. Somebody shout, it's mine. It's mine. 
See, now right now, I, I do those things because these are spiritual principles when I, do, when I tell you to say stuff, and we don't even have time to get into all this. But that's a spiritual law, right? What, what you can see with your spiritual eye and what you confess with your mouth out of your heart, it's going to come into your life. I don't care if it takes one day, 100 days, it doesn't matter. If you say it and see it and believe it, it will manifest. It's a law. But most you tell folks to say, I'm blessed. See, you, you, you ain't got it yet. The devil got you bound. I'm just trying to help you for real. The devil got you bound when you do that. Jesus declared that everything, oh, time is going by too fast. Uh, understand this in simplicity. The spiritual, the spirit of law, the spirit of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is simply this. The spiritual will dictate the natural. What you can see is dictated by what you cannot see. Real quickly, go to the book of Hebrews 11 and 1. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to stop uh, pretty quick here because uh, I'll have to come back to, at this at another time. We're digging into this subject, glory to God, and it deals with every area of your life. It deals not only with uh, finances, it deals with deliverance, it deals with living in victory, glory to God, it deals with your health, it deals with, again, your plans, your, uh, God's plans for your life, your purposes, everything. It's a law, folks, it's a law, and it, does, it, it doesn't matter who you are, it's a law. It doesn't matter whosoever will, whosoever believeth, who's, it's a law. I don't care where you're at, who you are, what your background is. If you will operate the law, the law will work. Uh, Hebrews 11 and 1. Y'all know this very, very uh, easy, right? You know it. You've quoted it probably. Now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. It is what? Keep reading. Oh, dude. Oh, bless your hearts. Now, I, I want to say this to you guys. Listen. Don't, don't, don't waste your trip to church. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, honestly, I mean, don't waste it. Why you, if you're not going to hear, why did, why'd you even come? I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, I'm not trying to be mean or ugly. But folks, I'm telling you, God's trying to, he said, listen, mix the word with faith. Because the word is supposed to profit you. It's supposed to change things in your life. Yes, hope is real. I didn't start out this way. Folks, my, me and my wife can tell you the testimonies of where we didn't have two nickels, amen, to rub together and glory to God and hallelujah. We was robbing Peter. I mean, I'm talking about we brought Peter at gunpoint, glory to God. And then, amen, try to swindle Paul, amen, so we could give the money back to Peter. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I'm saying that's how bad it was. Glory to God. Now, it's not just all about money, but I'm just talking about your life in general. Everything, folks, everything. God can operate your life. He can change your relationships. He can change the dynamics of your family. Come on. I mean, God, can, but if you got to let him in and stop thinking you are smart enough. We were just talking about that this morning. It's amazing. Thank God for human medicine. Thank God for the things that human medicine can do. But, you know, human medicine got side effects. It fixed one problem and created another different problem. But God's answers have no side effects. When God fixes you, brother, you are fixed. Somebody say amen. <laughs> All right, let me, let me, let me finish this. Uh, the he said, faith is the substance of what? Things hoped for, the evidence of what? 
things not seen, invisible. It's the substance of the invisible. Through faith, come on. Verse 3, through faith, what happens? We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Keep reading. See, it's a law, folks. It's all, that's how Jesus operated. He operated from the invisible realm while he was here on the earth. He took two fish and five loaves of bread. But what happened? His inheritance. He knows that he's the son of the father. He took what he had, looked up to the father and said, Father, thank you for, for providing for everyone that had a need. And two fish and five loaves of bread just kept multiplying and multiplying. I'm talking about getting out of debt. I'm talking about getting your debts paid off. Come on. You get, but if you're operating the principle of God, right, sow that seed, whatever it is, and watch how it multiplies. Because you're listening to him. Okay. Let's, let's, this will be the last one I'll do today because we'll have to come back to this. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 2. 2 Corinthians chapter number 2. I don't know if you can get it in the Amplified. Do you, can you get the Amplified version? Because I really want to read that out of the Amplified version. 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse 14. And uh, is that 2 Corinthians? I always do that. Let me see. I think it's 2 Corinthians. But yeah, so, so in simplicity, guys, what am I trying to say to the body of believers, Right? The law of the spirit of life is simply this in Christ Jesus, that the spiritual would dictate the natural. So I got to learn how to operate in the spirit, right? First of all, I have to be born of the spirit. If I'm not born of the spirit, all of this stuff that I'm saying is null and void, right? Why? Why can you say that? Amen. It's actually, uh, it is, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians. I said 2 Corinthians. It's 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. For the sake of time, we're just going to do that one verse, but you want to read all of that. 1 Corinthians uh, first book of Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 and if you have it in the Amplified is where I want to yeah there, that's beautiful perfect perfect glory to God so so what all of the stuff that I'm saying right all of the stuff that I'm saying let's let's see what he says but the natural non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God I mean, that, that can't say it no better than, I mean, I can't say it no better than that, yeah. right? I mean, you, you, even when I'm preaching and stuff, teaching people, I'll try to, you know, and, and I have to remember, that's why I say you got to first of all make it up in your mind that I'm going to take some time. I'm going to be a consistent person that seeks God, right? I'm going to make sure I get in the Word every day. I'm going to feed my spirit with the Word of God, right? Glory to God. I'm going to have some time of communion with God, whether it's two minutes, ten minutes, or two hours, whatever. I'm going to have some continual, consistent time that I pray in the spirit, that I'm praying and talking to the Father, meditating on his word, right? Getting a spiritual mind, not just waiting to go to church to hear what Pastor Steve and Pastor Jimmy and Pastor Mary and Pastor Terry is going to say or wherever else comes in. But I'm going to get into the word. Why? Because I'm feeding my spirit. I'm feeding the law of God in my mind. Because if I don't feed the law of God that's in my mind, the law of sin that's in my flesh is like the night of the living dead, right? Here it comes, back out the grave, you know? I mean, that's just how it is, folks. I mean, you got to watch, you got to ask yourself. You got to be, be real about it. Folks, I'm telling you, 
Some people, that's why some people say, Preacher, I can't live like you. And I said, You're right, I can't live like me. Well, you want me to stop doing nothing? No, I don't want you to stop doing nothing. I want you to get hooked up with Christ. Because when you get hooked up with Him, right, and you feed the inner man, it breaks the chains of that law of the outer man. Folks, I couldn't stop drinking on my own. I done got quiet in here. Glory to God. Y'all done got real quiet. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. Come on. On my own, I couldn't stop slipping and tipping. Come on. On your own, you can't stop cursing and cussing. On your own, you can't do it. I mean, I know folks. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, you be in different places and they say, you know, they know you're a believer. You know, they say, Oh, excuse me, that, that slipped out. I said, well, I said, that's the only reason it slipped out because it's in there. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. Get it out your heart, it won't, it won't have to slip out. Hello. Praise God. <laughs> All right, glory to God. Uh, let's, let's do this real quickly. Let's do this. Hallelujah. Amen. Is anybody getting something? Right? So the natural, non-spiritual man, Lord, say, not me, Lord, not me. Right? See, you got to make it up in your mind. But the natural, what is a non-spiritual person? A non-spiritual person is a person that don't feed on the Word of God every single day. The, the Word is bread for your spirit. It's nourishment for your spirit. Feeding on it, eating it, meditating on it, drinking it in, if you will. Play songs that talk about the word. I don't care what your flavor is, whether it's whether it's hip hop, whether it's R and B. I'm talking about spiritual now. Understand me? Whether it's country, but what's the message? What's feeding your spirit? Feed your spirit. Glory to God. Don't feed your spirit a bunch of junk. You shouldn't even concern yourself about who's dating who. Who cares? Say amen. I gotta I gotta finish. I gotta wrap it up. That's what a non spiritual person is. Coming to church don't make you spiritual. Oh, I'm saying something right now. Thank you for coming. Because pastors don't like to hear people say this, you know, I mean, in general. But thank you for coming. But coming to church does not make you spiritual. It, thank God for that part. But what makes you spiritual is when you live, when you're word-based and spirit-led, when you live by the word of God. What you do, the principles you do, you do it for your life. Not just so you can be a good member in standing. Right. Amen. Amen. And this is why sometimes the world is not coming because we act one way in here. And when we're out there, we act a whole different way. They're like, well, shoot, what do I need to go to church for? Because you're acting just like me. Hello, somebody. Amen. We love you in Jesus' name. So let's finish this verse. The non-spiritual person uh, ex will not, does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God. Why? For they are folly, meaningless nonsense to him. And he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them. Because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated. I would encourage you, everyone that's here today, to get that Amplified Bible verse right there and just read it over and over and over again. 
and, and begin to declare every morning, I am a spiritual person. I appreciate the word. I estimate the value of it. I need to live in it every day. I need to accept it every day. Amen, amen. Thank God for his word. We pray that you were blessed by the teaching on our podcast today. Please join us for online fellowship in our personal Zoom room. The access code is 931-432-8488. And the password is the number two. God bless you. We love you and hope to connect with you soon. Until then, continue to be about the Father's business.